is everybody doing? Jack, how are you doing? I'm betting everybody's doing, uh, everybody local is probably having an interesting evening. Uh, that's a good word for it. Interesting. I like after, that. after their day yesterday when the Eagles did not do what people would like the Eagles to do. Did they play yesterday? Oh, I wasn't aware. Well, yesterday, uh, Sunday. That's, that's a I, play is a strong word. Well, it's not like, it's not like they need, it's not like they're going to be able to have fans in the stadium anymore after. No, no. Today. Baltimore already, already canceled that. They, yeah. uh, they said no. Let's make sure the microphone doesn't fall out this time. But you, it's 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 really part of your. It is. It's part of your thing. Is it my je ne sais quoi? As they uh, would say? Sure. Or am sure. I not using that word right? I I don't know. It's a uh, word. How was your weekend? You had some stuff. I did. I I played a show Friday. It was good. Lots of people slept in. Nice. Um. Some people came out. Um. You know, but it was good. I played some played some random stuff. Busted out some crews from George Michael. Yeah. Any Nelson? Poison. No, I was saving Nelson, but, uh, you know, somebody decided to sleep through the gig. Somebody decided to sleep through the night. <laughs> I, I fell asleep. I was close to eight o'clock. I was like, oh, I'll just go up late. And I laid down and woof. Yeah. Next thing I know, it's like noon. The next Wow. Day. I did some uh, Lay Your Hands on Me by Bon Jovi. Yeah, I did. I did some deep cuts in the second set, man. Your uh, your book of music is bigger than like YouTube. It's it's large. Yeah. It's not as big as Nikki Spafoni's. She actually has more tunes than I do still. Really? Yeah. yeah. You, she was the one that inspired me to try and get over twelve hundred tunes, and I'm close. Right. It's not a competition yet. Oh, it is. Oh. She just is way better than I am, so I don't. It's not really in her eyes. Gotcha. But did you play in your eyes? No, 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 not much Peter Gabriel. I did some Phil, I think. Maybe, maybe against all odds. Might have done that. Okay. Should you should, take me home? I don't know. I don't remember which one I did. Should, invisible uh, Touch. I do Invisible up, Touch a lot. You should fire up a little. Um, uh, what's the one? Don't lose my number. Feels oh, like, that one's not bad. Number. Yeah, I like that one. Big Genesis fan. Well, that was that was all Phil, though. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of both. Okay, that's fair. So, yeah, I um, I slept Friday, yeah. <laughs> and um, Saturday I went out to sit outside of a tent and watch the show, the the Nick's Roast Beef show. Yeah, with our good friends from Split Decision. The last show in Philadelphia ever. It, we we literally were were sitting there laughing and going, "This is our Thanksgiving Eve. This is our New Year's Eve," and well, here we are Monday, and guess what? That was our New Year's Eve. Pretty much. <laughs> um, that was fun. It's a good time. Saturday, I uh, I just played Destiny all day. It's, it's not really a surprise. No. Got to get the power level up. Sure. To, to be able to do the raid on uh, the that's, 21st. That's what I was thinking. It what? Yeah, I know. Well, you're not going to be able to do anything else on the 21st, so you might as well play Destiny. <laughs> Definitely not. Just a, Run out now. That's a loud buzzing. It's not like the baby from last week that doesn't exist. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'm going to jump right in here with with a little bit of 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 not Star Wars news. Save the okay. Star Wars. If Danny comes in, Danny, of course, as everyone knows, had surgery uh, to have his thyroid removed. I believe, right? His thyroid removed. Something. 
next next thingy. Um, hi, Matt. Yeah, Maggie May, Matt. <laughs> um, so Danny may show up later. He's not sure if he's going to be able to hold a long conversation or not. So it's going to wait till we get to the good stuff. Is what it sounds like. Uh, you know what? If he's smart, he would. Um, so I'm still waiting for the good stuff or yeah. for Danny. We're going to be. We're gonna, we'll get there. Oh. Um, so, uh, Space Force season two was confirmed. I've, I've heard it. you watched season one, didn't you? No, I watched three and a half episodes. Okay, that's that's out. good for you. No, it's I'm a big fan of Steve Carell and uh, the writer Greg Davis. I'm a huge fan. Love Parks and Rec. Love The Office. Uh, the show's undergoing a creative revamp, and uh, they're moving from LA to Vancouver, which it seems like. Everything's going to Vancouver. Cheap. 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 And well, and you move there now because once you quarantine up there, you're allowed to film. I don't think you're allowed to film in LA still. That I'm not sure. Because um, they uh, they never unlocked. No. Not really. Oh. Um, Steve Carell also makes a million dollars per episode. That's ridiculous. I mean, he's, he's good. Yep. Yeah. So they're but they're they're gonna they're changing around their whole writers' room because. Season one was not that good. John Malkovich was great in a couple episodes I saw. Yeah. Uh, and then past that, you know. Yeah, I did not make it into uh, Space Force season you one. Did, you didn't miss anything. That's what I had heard. That's why I had not uh, invested. Spyglass, according okay. to Variety, is going to do a remake of Short Circuit. Oh, I saw this. A Latin version of Short Circuit. As opposed to the Indian version, it just it's it's apparently that it's it's a term that I just learned about. I didn't know it's called Latinx. Well, yeah, that describes all Latinos of all right, types. Yes, I, but I never saw it in print the way they had made it. Ew. So it's going to be a Latinx version of yeah Short Circuit. It who you remember starred in Short Circuit was uh, Ali Sheedy and Gutenberg, eighties heartthrob Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Who is not an '80s heart and not a heartthrob anymore? He look he's holding up better than Jake from uh, Sixteen Candles, but wow! Ooh, really? did you see, he just turned oh. sixty, man. Oof. Jake what? from Sixteen Candles. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! You should see him. He owns a gym in like uh, Scranton, PA, or somewhere around there. Oh my god! Uh, Fisher Stevens was in the movie. Okay. Wow. Right. Oh, uh, he was playing an Indian gentleman, wasn't he? Maybe. I know he was in Lost. I feel like he did. Maybe he may have. Um, Austin Pendleton, G.W. Bailey, and Tim Blaney was the voice of number five. All names that I was going to look up ahead of time, and when I started, I got bored. Well, G.W. Bailey is uh, police captain, right? I believe. And so. that's Sarge, Sergeant. I think that is. Yeah. Okay. So. So, any gonna... word on casting? Or is it nope. going to be a Ryan Reynolds, John? Nope, I you know not in a, not as a Latin version. <laughs> That's true, but no, I mean that I'm, probably I'm, makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I guess. I mean, you know, go for I, it. I would take a, as long as it's not like they don't do like J Lo in the Ali Sheedy spot. Yeah. I would take like Danny Fernandez. I'm a big Danny Fernandez fan. <laughs> so so who would you cast in the Gutenberg role, Danny? No, no, no. Girl. Danny's a she. Danny's a she. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, should, you... you should check out Danny. She's actually, uh, she was on the, uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths after show. Oh, she was one okay. of the co-hosts of that. Was she in Friday Night Lights? Probably not. Then I don't know her. 
yeah that's fair <laughs> or sons of anarchy she was in neither show oh, um and the uh yeah i don't know who else i would cast in that as the lead um, as the lead man yeah who could you get to voice number five the rock kevin hart diesel clearly it will be kevin hart you know what kevin hart <laughs> as number five would actually be pretty funny or you know if we're going latin george lopez right because kevin hart's definitely not latin yeah <laughs> um pulled off. but yeah i mean you could i, I don't know who you would cast in this steve gutenberg i'm not not quite up on my yeah, list there yeah neither am i i didn't prepare for that question that just kind of hit me at like out of the blue um yeah so i i have a tiny bit of dc news very small small oh. now. um apparently in suicide squad 2 it was confirmed by james gunn that sylvester stallone has an undiscovered or uh, uh, undisclosed role undiscovered also because we don't know what it is but it seems like he was just there shooting it right right and, so but and the movie's done and james gunn is in quarantine apparently i guess he must have been in quarantine for reshoots as well as peacemaker it, it may be because at this point guardians isn't getting made till 2029 right uh dude it's they're they're just going to throw it at thor instead i think because that's started that's been confirmed now too what uh pratt's going to be in oh guardians yeah. uh no in thor thor that's what i meant thor. and vin diesel was spotted in vancouver it was a vancouver vin diesel uh, was spotted in whatever vin diesel city. doesn't need to be anywhere well he's spotted wherever the filming of this he just needs to make a phone call right basically and do this. I'm sure they got every form of I am Groot you could imagine. Yeah. And um, yeah, Fisher Stevens definitely played an Indian gentleman. Oh, that's in, in short circuit with the accent and everything. That's lovely. <laughs> that's that's good branding right there. Um, but it was a different time. So so maybe we cast Kevin Hart in the new one and have him play that role. Nah, it was a different time back in the eighties. You know? So um Justice League is adding four to five minutes of new footage. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All of this that he's doing, and and I'm going to read this long quote from him, uh, from what he said about the, 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 the five minutes. And he said, I mean, I think it's valid because on one hand, I will say that in the end, it's probably going to be four or five minutes of additional photography for the entire movie. In the four hours that is Justice League, maybe four minutes. And I don't know if you've ever seen a lot of movies. There's a few, but not a lot of movies that have four minutes of additional photography beyond what was shot in principle. Most movies have quite a bit more than that. And most movies, you know, the cool thing about this film is that it is a pure extraction from the script that Chris and I worked on, which Chris wrote. It's directly from the page through the prism that is the experience that is making the movie, working with these amazing actors and then creating this epic story. There's no focus groups. We don't do any of that. This is just straight, straight back. So they're just taking four minutes of script and filming it, and who cares? Yeah, yeah, and and somehow that adds in the Joker. Yep. yep. Uh, which is interesting. And uh, I also saw, and I think I, I mentioned this to you. So, so with the point we're at with technology now, mm -hmm. right? So Ezra Miller is quarantined filming Fantastic Beasts. And that's where he filmed his Flash stuff. So, yeah. So, Zach sent Flash stuff and got in with the special effects guys at uh, 
the Fantastic Beast studio and had them set Ezra up on a crazy green screen thing or whatever color screen they use now and film his extra seven seconds or whatever it is. Right. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if I would have watched Justice League if it was four hours in the first place. So I guess, you know. I would have. I'm, I'm all in on the Justice League. Uh, I said that before. Um, I, I mean, the, the two and a half that we saw was, was, was hard. It was, I enjoyed it because Batman was on screen and Superman and Wonder Woman. And I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. But yeah, it was definitely not the movie that people wanted uh, or, in, or, you know, I guess because we didn't screwed up so much of it or changed so much of it. I, I think the one that we see coming up is going to be worth it. The, the more I've seen him touch these projects, the more I have a feeling it was Jeff Johns rewrites. Well, maybe because I, 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 I've been delving through the, the DC history books and the more Jeff Johns stuff I read, the less I like Jeff Johns, even really? though they handed like the reins to DC over to him. Really? He feels a need. He, he felt a need and still does. It seems when he goes in to do stuff to, I'm going to completely rewrite everything. It's been done with these characters before and make it whatever I feel like making it. Oh wow! Not, but that it's I like, didn't know. yeah, I mean, he he looks back a lot, right? So like with Star Girl, he reintroduced the Justice Society and did a lot of work there, and like, you know, brought back the um, Justice Society and did brought Black Adam back during that stretch and did a lot of those kinds of things with the Golden Age heroes. But then he says, "Oh, well, we'll do that, but I'm going to bring in a whole new generation of all these guys." Well, you don't need, just tell good stories about the ones that are there. Like that's what people that read comic books want to see. But he just feels the need to reinvent everything all the time. Which isn't what people buy uh, paper comic books for. Oh, you're looking. What are you looking for? Uh, I'm looking to share the... No, I'm looking to share our uh, story on my timeline that I never did. Oh, that's exciting. So yeah, but that uh, so that's that's how I think Jeff Johns kind of is at this point. He's a little questionable in his take for the movie writing and what he tries to do with these these characters. Oh, there's my dog. Hey, dog. Say hi, Hudson. <laughs> I don't know. He, he's looking he's, for food. He doesn't know why you're bothering him. No, he's gonna. He's looking for food because there's that's what he's doing. Pain in my ass. Um. Yeah, I haven't read any of his comic stuff, so I, I kind of more or less defer to you when it comes to comic stuff. Uh, that's not my wheelhouse. Obviously, neither is watching shows on brand. But <laughs> comic, what are you even? Yeah, I've been reworking my way through the Teen Titans for from eighty four. Oh, sorry, eighty ish. Did I? Um, I'm in ninety five somewhere right now. Did I? Did I tell you that um, John Constantine showed up on Arrow? And how awesome that was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> did he do anything magical? Did he make he did. a face and go? He did. And then he took yeah. a tattoo off his arm and he put it on Oliver's side. And was exciting. Stick. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, it's new and exciting stuff going on for you. It's, it's, it's uh, season four. Oh, God. There's so many more episodes left there's for you. So many good ones. You could have been done. 
Orphan Black in half this time. I just let you know. I could have been done several series up to this point. Well, I'm saying Orphan Black was four seasons. Right. And like 10 episodes each because it's BBC Canada. It's on the list. Okay. It's on the list. Uh, so for anyone left watching after that Arrow review, um, <laughs> we're going to move into uh, Mandalorian spoilers. So if you haven't seen the show, here's your warning. Jump out now. Come back after you saw it. Uh, you can watch it on Facebook or you can download the podcast version and listen to us talk about it and not look at us talk about it. It's true. Uh, so this is Mandalorian season two, episode three, the heiress. Yes. And right away, I'm going to give you a cameo. That was a weird cameo that I read that I kind of caught a glimpse of. Um, I'm going to write, I'm going to ruin her name. I'm going to totally yes. ruin her name. Uh, Janina Gavanker. Okay. So she she was uh, she voiced Iden Ver- uh, Versio in Star Wars Battlefront Two. Right. Is that? Yes. Okay. Uh, she also played uh, Shiva Kamini in The League. Okay. And she was Tessa in The Vampire Diaries, and Luna Garza in True Blood, as well as watch here's how we go full circle, McKenna Hall in Arrow. Wow. Right. I don't even know who McKenna Hall was in Arrow. She was a detective that Oliver dated for two episodes. Oh, dear God. <laughs> what season was that, Frank? Do you remember? Two-ish, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> fair. So uh, she, had a, uh, she had a cameo. Uh, so the Mon Calamari puppets, their puppets, are right. two people puppets. Two people worked them. And she was a cameo of the nostrils of a Mon Calamari. Right. So she was the nostrils. Which is which is crazy. Yeah. Oh hey. There's the Look who it is. But she was just the nostrils. Like that was Yeah, I, I heard on, on set Dave Filoni was like, Hey, what are you doing here? Yeah. And she's like, Oh, he, I'm I'm doing this. And, and she went and he went, Of course you are. Right. Hi Danny. How's your throat? Hey, What's up, guys? How's your how's your throat? It's a... Uh... It's getting there. Kind of nice. Does it say Sarah yet on your throat? Yeah, if I hear that joke one more time. <laughs> oh, I know. That's why I said it. Kelly, I told you Kelly did it first. There you go. Yeah, she wanted Kelly. Yeah, she's like, you gotta get the Undertaker tattoo. But um, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I can talk. They were able to completely save my vocal cords and not have to worry about touching it. Uh, the the nodule went down into my chest, going to my heart. So, like, they had to go. It, was a little, it took a little longer. I can speak, obviously, better than I thought I was going to, but I kind of, like, run out of gas. But uh, I just kind of want to check in real quick with you guys. I was watching it on Facebook. And I was like, all right, I'll come say hi. That's what we figured. We figured you'd pop in right about this point. <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was one of those things where I wanted to get in there, but I have to, I have to be smart. So – Still got to take it easy. I'm going crazy. I want to go out of the house, and I'm not supposed to. I know. I'm not even supposed to. I'm not supposed to drive. I was like, I'll run to the store, but I I can't. I can't. So, I mean, but I can actually. The good thing is I turn my neck because I couldn't do this for like three days. So. Oh well. What you should have done was you should have the surgery before episode two because that one stunk. (laughs) You know, Frank. Sometimes I wonder why I'm still friends with you. I don't know, dude. A lot of people say that. Because episode but, yeah. three was amazing on 
Yeah, all their good episodes are too damn short. Yeah, that's one of the biggest complaints that that I've seen people throw. It was at. funny because like we were watching it and um, Bo-Katan for I'm flipping, I'm flipping, <laughs> I'm flipping out. And Kelly's like, "What? Who was that?" <laughs> and like, you told her it was Starbuck, and she was super excited, right? Yeah. Like, I was super pumped. That whole episode made me so happy. The best part is like Frank texts me right before we put it on. And he goes, dude. And I'm like, and I already know what's coming my way when Frank sends me these kind of messages. And I'm just like, I like halt it before anything. I I didn't watch spoil. it. Yeah. Like, no, nah, he doesn't. He doesn't spoil it. But I was like, I'm about to put it on now. Don't say a word. Then he goes, text me as soon as it's over. <laughs> I texted him as soon as Bo-Katan like showed yeah. up. I was, I was like pretty pumped. So. I think the biggest problem I had with this episode, because it yep. wouldn't be an episode if you didn't have a problem with it, was the part on the ship where they're like, want to watch us feed this animal? Okay, lean over. Look at this. I'm sure the kid will like this. Come on. Really, did you fall I mean, for that? You know, you know, it's funny as, yeah, I see that. But at the same time, you know, like how many times have you like, you know, gone to like like the aquarium or something like that you're like yeah okay come here kid. watch it Shoot. Yeah, i mean stuff that you know you think the kid will be interested in and stuff so i i honestly like i didn't i i mean i kind of after watching it again for the third time yeah but the first time i didn't see him coming freaking slap shot and the baby into the freaking thing i didn't see that coming but i can understand your point of view i'm also, <clears throat> Sorry. I'm also not a bounty hunter being hunted across the universe so if someone tells me to peek over the side <laughs> well i mean here's here's what i um i thought it was a great episode with that but what i keep getting annoyed that they keep doing with the mandalorian as a character right i don't need him to be comic relief at any point like i don't need him to be a bumbling bounty hunter that just happens to get through i mean he was set up as like the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy at this point, right? Like one of the top funny bounty hunters anywhere. Meanwhile, like he falls over and his ship does tail spins into the ocean. And he just has to get saved every, like every episode this season, he's had to get saved by somebody else just about because yeah. he had, he didn't do something right, which just like doesn't track for me with the character. Yeah. Wow. One of the things I think I wish they would do a little more in this, in this season is, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where every episode, it's like to get his information, to get what he needs. Okay, I'll do this mission for you. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's, you know I mean? Like, it's one of those things where like, it, it's tough because you watch shows like The Walking Dead and stuff where like, you can have nine episodes go and they're, and they're, there's, you still haven't even got an answer of what you're looking for from the first episode. Right. And you go like, these episodes drag on, drag on, drag on. But in Star Wars, you know, they have these, I feel like all the Mandalorian episodes have just been like that. Like, okay, he gets to where he wants to be, meets somebody who's going to get him involved, get him to the next stage. But here, before I give you this golden ticket, you got to do this mission for me, you know? And I, and I, I would kind of, I was kind of hoping, I mean, I'm sure it's going to start. I watched the first season again and they kind of did it after like the fourth episode, the last four episodes kind of like started to develop into like one story right. but um i just wish they would do that a little more because i'm thinking like because when Bo Katan, oh i'll get you the information you need but first you're going to do this mission for me and i was like you just had i was like I was like are we going to do this every 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 week 
You know what I mean? Like, okay, just can't you just like point me in the right direction? And I right. and I go into that journey, and then I run into trouble going into that journey. Why do I have to do somebody else's mission to get to that? But that's my own, that's my only complaint really with this episode. But overall, right. like after after I saw Bo Katan and how great she looked, in my opinion, I thought she looked fantastic. Oh yeah. And um, you know, I was just like, I mean, you, the show, the episode probably could have sucked, and I would have been biased. And be like that was the best episode ever, just because she showed up. So. Brett, Brett said it's the Mandalorian version of the banana in the tailpipe. I, I get that reference incredibly well as a Beverly Hills cop reference. So what did you guys think of uh, uh, Bo's partners? So <laughs> I was really happy to see Settle Bakshi uh, show up on TV again. Where the hell my water go? From uh, I like- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Bakshi. From Agents of Shield. Oh, that's why I recognize. That's who he was. That's why I texted you and I was like, "Oh, it was great to see Sunil Bakshi again." And yeah, I had no idea what you were talking about. I was like, "Is that like a Sasha Banks thing?" That I don't know. Is that her like wrestling see, name? Barney, I don't know. No, funny story is somebody else said that the Agents. Maybe it was you, Frank, in our message that Agents of Shield. I had no clue because I don't watch it. Yeah. As far as Sasha Banks is concerned, like that was a good start for her. You know what I mean? Like, I mean her one dialogue where she was standing on top of the ship and they were kind of like looking over the horizon over whatever they were talking, the, the base or whatever, the ship or whatever. And, you know, when she started talking, it didn't, it didn't flow as smoothly as I probably would have hoped, you know, it almost like a B rated movie type thing. But at the same time, like, I think she has potential. And I, I like, I mean, even though it was, some of it was a stunt double and everything. I mean, she pulls a suit off really nicely. So, I mean, she pulls everything off pretty nicely. So, Katie Sackoff, who was the main Mandalorian opposite our normal Mandalorian, uh, for yeah. those that don't know, played uh, Bo-Katan Kreez. Yep. And she was the sister of Mandalore's former ruler, Duchess Satine. Yep. Obi-Wan's she, girlfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. And she fought alongside um, uh, the Mandalorian resistance. Uh, to and she, don't, don't forget to mention that she was also the voice actor for her. Right. So that was cool that they got her as they got her to actually portray her in live action. Um, now I can understand more why Ashley Eckstein is probably more pissed off oh, than God, anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> because, I would you know, too. I mean, I can understand her being upset. Like, I don't know if you, I don't, I don't want to go jump back and forth, but I don't know if you guys saw they actually brought that up to her attention that you know they brought that up in, a, in an interview where they said you know the rumor is Roseanne Dawson's playing her so it's sort of how do you feel about it she kind of had a feeling it kind of it, it kind of made me go back to the interview where Ron Perlman talked about the Hellboy re- reboot where he kind of seemed like it was like I don't it's like a breakup he doesn't want to talk about his ex-girlfriend type thing <laughs> um it kind of had that same kind of vibe but now like after seeing her on screen I'm like you know like and I've seen Ashley cosplay as um ahsoka and i was like she still could have done it but but ashley looks really young and i think that was one of the problems because now you're looking at ahsoka who's going to be in her 30s and if you look at, ahsoka, that, at the end of, if the end, at, older than it, yeah and if you look at her yeah because at the end of return of the jedi she was in her upper third higher like, i think she's older but that's gonna be like, by, by now yeah yeah so like one scene at the end of rebels where they showed her after return of the jedi you could tell she aged she looked older right. you know like so Ashley, I don't think, unless they, I mean, I guess it could with makeup, but she so would look extremely by, young. By the time Go back she returns in Rebels, uh, she is 32 in Rebels, Ahsoka. Ahsoka is, okay. So she's going to be she's way older now. Yeah, but she, Rebels was 
Depends on where it was in Rebels. Yeah, because Rebels. Because the end of Rebels uh, is like eight years after the beginning of Rebels. So this says, by the time she returns in Rebels in four BBY, which I think is the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, yeah. She's thirty-two. Um, she was around seventeen when Order sixty-six happened. She was fourteen or fifteen at the beginning of the Clone Wars. So about 17 or 18 years old when Luke was born. Luke was 53 in The Last Jedi, so that would mean Ahsoka was about 70 years old by The Last Jedi-ish. So... Well, but, but, but she's not alive in The Last Jedi. human. Yeah, she she's also not human. Human. Because otherwise you wouldn't have had her voice in... Maybe. Um, whatever that movie was called. I already blocked it out. The second greatest Star Wars movie ever? No. No, the other one. Oh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise yeah, yeah. Because you heard her voice at the end, so she couldn't be alive, technically. Right. Right. Um, so, basically, Sabine Wren from the cartoon Rebels finds the Darksaber in, uh, along the process of the, car- of the cartoon and gives the Darksaber to Bo-Katan. The Darksaber then basically says that you rule Mandalore. And then at some point from the time that she got it, to the time now she lost it right if I'm, what no if I'm so, so gar saxon originally had it on mandalore because right. it went back to the first jedi that was mandalorian right who developed the dark saber right and then it went up through that family and was the leader of mandalore right and then it was lost and the saxon group which was the death watch got it right right and then the royal family fought for it back sabine ended up with it and then ended up with bo katan at the end when Sabine says, I don't want to run Mandalore. Right. This is this is yours. Right. Yeah. Is to her. Then there was the Siege of Mandalore. And then it which Moff Moff uh, um led or was part of. You know, what, yeah, yeah. Moff Gideon, yeah. yeah. Was sounds like he was the lead officer of the Siege of Mandalore and took it as a war prize. Yeah. Right. Which is known to her because that's what she's looking for. Right. Yep. And they and they alluded to that in the episode where she was asking for him without using his name. Well, she doesn't know his name yet, I don't think. I, 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 th- I feel like she does. She just didn't even I say it. I think she does. Yeah, right. yeah, I think she does. Uh, so Sasha played a Mandalorian uh, by the name of Casca Reeves, and the insignia on her armor identifies her as a member of the Night Owls. So she possibly has been following Bo-Katan since the Clone Wars. Uh, there's not a lot of backstory on her. Well, it makes sense because those two characters, I believe, were in the final episodes of the Clone Wars. Right. With and then, Bo-Katan. And the other guy is Axe Woves, W-O-V-E-S. Who George Lucas actually named him. Yes. Uh, his armor bears no insignia, seeming to indicate that he isn't a night owl like Casca. Um, and night owls are typically women. Uh, still acts as an ally at Bo-Katan's and may have been fighting alongside her since the Mandalorian resistance, given his armor resembles that of the Mandalorians who fought against Maul's occupation. Then again, Death Watch armor also came in shades of blue, so ha- perhaps he's been around even longer. So it'll be fun if they are able to actually explore their backstories. Well, it seems like from what they did, though, the Death Watch turned into the order that Jindar is part, is part of, of. Yeah. Right, is like they're the ones that went hardcore. This is the way, and no, yeah. no removing your helmet ever. Which is right. what she, you know, Bo Katan even says. You know, right. you know, 
you guys are you guys are part of them where you know you're trying to bring back the ancient ways and stuff like that so right and he and you know he came he was rescued so he wasn't he didn't grow up into that lifestyle so he doesn't know any different really right well he's not mandalorian yeah he converted yes yeah Um, i should i should convert to mandalorianism well i like that that they filled in that plot hole that basically well not so much that well yeah i guess it is a plot what well, is a plot hole because everybody said like why why would yeah. he take off his mask we've seen tons of mandalorians without their mask on and, and it, never explain that it's like he they explained their his situation but never you know right. overall everything so when they took their masks off and like you know that was the first time like i mean i like you know the mandalorian mask they have no obviously there's no facial expressions but like it was that was the one time where i really noticed where like when they took their masks off and how they however bryce howard bryce howard did her uh camera work and how whoever was playing mando at the time how they made that look you can you you kind of felt the shock on him like when them helmets came off and stuff i was like yeah. i was like wow that was actually well done yeah it was and and i i enjoy i mean i like the fact that they were able to kind of bridge that and fill that hole in it it helps a lot telling the story going forward because now which all which also opens up for i think the drama that was apparently going on behind the scenes may have been a little far-fetched sure you know what i mean and i think because that's that's just that episode alone opened up the doors to well why would he be you know complaining about not getting enough screen time without the helmet when that episode right there just kind of set the seed for what the future is going to be. And eventually I'm sure we're going to see him without a helmet a lot. Uh, Jack, you sent me a link about the, how they made up for the baby Yoda eating the frog lady's eggs. Yeah, I did. Um, Do you think they, they, they did that. They didn't act. They didn't do that after all the backlash and whatnot. They, they did it. No. Yeah. Filmed. Do you think they did that on purpose? Um, I, look, they're not stupid. Like they know that that's not actually a funny gag, and because it's not like it was filmed ten years ago or written ten years ago, right? And they're just right. doing it now. Right. Like it was written and filmed in the last year. Right. So you you know you don't make those jokes. Right. So I mean, they. I once I read the article, I was like, oh, okay. Where it's like one of those situations where like you have a hundred eggs and maybe one gets fertilized. And it's part of the natural process. Like when a frog's in the wild, there's all sorts of animals that eat the eggs, which is why you have so many. Right. And then, oh, mm-hmm. it's okay. Baby Yoda is just another animal in the wild eating your babies <laughs> while you're moving them from planet to planet. Right. Um, it, it was funny. I, I mean, you can look at it a hundred thousand different ways and there's people uh, on different groups and stuff going, well, what's a, it's not a real character. So why are people getting mad about it? It's, you know, people get mad. That whole thing is just, that the whole thing is stupid to me. Yeah. Well, I like, it was funny. I mean, look, at least he didn't try and eat the baby one after it came out. Like he did the spider. God, that would have been great. (laughs) I really thought that's where they were going to go with it. I was like, they're, they're, they're doubling down. They're going all in. Here's the savior of this race, and then, oh, I'm hungry. To hear he just wanted another pet. That's what I was. That's what I was waiting for. Um. All right. So here's 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 a couple biggest here a couple of the biggest questions after episode three. Court, according to this, um, where is Sabine Wren? So, 
as far as the timeline goes, Sabine and Ahsoka left after Rebels to go find Ezra. Right. Which mm-hmm. was how many years before A New Hope? Like not. No, many, no, no. Right. No, that, they went after the Jedi. After, after, Hope, after right? Return of the Jedi. Yeah, okay, it's after so, Return of the Jedi. So in this timeline, then they've already gone and come back. They've already battled on for there's the second some, Death Star. No, they're supposed to after, s- no, I mean, still be searching. Right. I mean the Ezra thing. So like they they went off looking for Ezra at the end of Rebels, which was after Return of the Jedi. Yes. They should be on the uncharted territories where they should be yeah, still. The far left end of the galaxy. Right. So right now they're going to meet up with at least Ahsoka and the way I figure it's going to happen is you'll have this weird adventure all the way through and at the very, very last scene there'll be a camera pan or a door open and that's where she'll be and you don't get anything more from her until episode five. That's what I personally think. Do so you think the very say, end of episode four you'll get a cameo? You'll get you'll get like yeah, like the doors open or you'll see maybe her back or or I don't think you're gonna get her at the beginning of episode four and get her for two episodes. I think you're gonna get her for this kind of this kind of goes off of what I was talking about earlier as far as how the episodes have been working. That's why I feel like the next episode to like almost the end are gonna be basically one whole story. And I don't think we're I don't I don't think we'll see Ahsoka until the very end of the whole series i have a feeling i have a feeling we're not going to get a much we're not going to get a whole lot from her i think you'll get a decent amount of her in episode five only because feloni wrote it and that's i mean i'm cool with that creation. i just yeah. i mean i'm cool with that i, I figured they would bring i fig- figured the next episode it's going to bring uh car dune and what's his name carl weathers back into the situation into the whole story right I didn't now, necessarily think, I think that, you know, she mentioned Ahsoka, so now it's like the seed is planted, but we're not going to give it to you just yet. And like, you know, I mean, that sort of thing. And I think, uh, cause you got to bring them back into the fold somehow. So where is he going now? He's going to, I think he's going to get sidetracked again for them too, for something. Well, now he's going to figure then, out how to get his ship to get all the way to that planet. Cause the ship's yeah, still because right now it's fishing. It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Hate him with that. And, and I think it was that, I don't know if it was, if it was that, a creature or the one that was in the actual bar the akbar guy or whatever it was uh one of them was uh the one who played Iden versio we talked yeah, about that when you joined in yeah we right as you were joining uh, in it wasn't actually her she controlled the nostrils <laughs> like literally it was a two-person puppet and she controlled the nostrils uh on one of the on one of the mon calamari that was standing there with his arms folded like that uh, okay <laughs> still really funny yeah that's cool but, um, how many Mandalorians do you think are in Bo-Katan's faction at this point? More than three. Obviously. Yeah, I'd say about ten. Ten, that's a good number. I, I, I think all the survivors of Mandalore that didn't go Death Watch. Yeah. You know, I, but we don't know how bad the siege was, right? No, we don't have... That, I, I, I hope we get some, some flashbacks to that or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah. But... You know, and, and that might get, be a whole episode. Yeah, and we—I mean, we got a tease of Gideon, right? <clears throat> yeah. So we got hopefully, a hologram of him. And, yeah. Uh, another Agents of Shield alumni uh, as the uh, commander of and Sons of Anarchy. Uh, I was going to go there too. <laughs> Both of my shows. I'm sure, he was in Arrow. Mm, Probably not. No, he's not a no, CW kind of guy. No, he was a 
he was a major role in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, well, it's not CW. Jimmy O'Fam. I know it's weird that you watch something not on the CW, but well, no, it's FX and CW. <laughs> it's all right. It works. Uh, how strong do you think Moff Gideon's Imperial Fleet is? I mean, it's going to be pretty big, right? Do, do you think if they're partially, like, if they're partially like this happens? Do you think like this? Um, I'm assuming this show is probably going to lead into the Battle of Jakku. That would be that cool. Like, it might because that's kind of how the force, the first order, you know, begins, right? From that battle, I think. No, wait. No, Jack they, they were, they were, they were plant, they were from the the Empire, the remnants of the Empire. On you're talking about who was like the first, first order. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like it, it was it almost was after the uh, the Battle of Jakku where they became the First Order. I thought might have been. I, I I think it was they were already in the plans here because we're only look in the book. Yeah, it's over there somewhere. <laughs> I mean, like, we're so we're, we're twenty some book. odd years out, right? From um, yeah, true. From the movie at this point, so like, and they had to build Scar Star Killer. Oh, right? not the clone. Not the clone. The, the, the planet. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's let's look at. So I mean, you got to be getting. You got to be closing in on that. So I think you're. This will be the group that morphs into the first order. And I I would be I wouldn't be surprised if remember how we talked last week about Hux. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up getting introduced to his dad at some point during this. That'd be cool. yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be because right. um, cool. well, think about it. So, so Gideon's a moth, grand moth, mm -hmm. right? So, and Tarkin had how yeah. many under him? A lot, right? So a he's lot. probably got that many. It's the same, you know, the same rank's going to have the same groups underneath it. So we'll see a moth Gideon roundtable, probably at some point. Probably, and we'll see all the different people under him. Yeah. They still have that CGI of Tarkin, right? They can throw him in there. Oh no, they do with the with that one guy who who played him. That was um, actually really good. Well, job well done, Rogue One. Where was Ahsoka during the original trilogy? We know. Yeah, like during she was the in Rebels. Trilogy? Yeah, she's she in Rebels. They they mirrored each other, right? Like kind of. Rebels and do you guys, and this, do you guys the, think? Do you guys think we'll see? Um, I mean, at this point, Luke's Jedi Master. You know, at this point, like he's got to have some sort of sense that you know that maybe there's because he's he, at one point he goes out looking for all the other Force sensitive people. So, you think there's a chance we see we hear or know something or Luke's mentioned somehow? Maybe Ahsoka mentions him or something like that because there was a like a journal entry that I read that. Luke is aware of Ahsoka and her story and all that stuff. But during this whole period, like that's what, that's my biggest thing. Like during this whole period, he's looking for the Jedi. Clearly not everybody knows that Luke was a Jedi master who defeated his father, who's Anakin, whatever. But at some point in the show, like how do they not explain that? You know, I mean, what's, where's Luke, you know? They so see, I've, so. They seem to be sticking more to the outer Reaches of the sure, not well, sure. but not so they much because they've been the on whole, Tatooine. Stay away from the Holy like, Trinity, you know. That's every two episodes. Yeah, but wasn't Tatooine? 
was it Tatooine like out there somewhere? It wasn't like a main in the main traveled worlds kind of a thing. It seemed pretty popular. Well, yeah. it's definitely popular for us. It was running on their uh, their CNN type thing. His uh, Rebels was on Tatooine more than more than a couple times. Oh yeah, it was. Yes, the whole first the whole first season was back and forth between Tatooine. Um. So uh, so this this says that it wasn't revealed exactly when she got back from her journey to find Ezra. So it's possible she only returned after the end of Return of the Jedi. Still, her presence resurrects an unfortunate plot hole. Where was Ahsoka during the original trilogy? Going off in a deep space in search of her friend was a convenient and relatively believable way to write her out of Rogue One, uh, A New Hope, and Beyond, but it still seems highly questionable that she would have missed both Death Stars, Luke Skywalker's training, Darth Vader's redemption, and everything else. That makes sense. She was a secret agent for the Rebels. Fulcrum or something like that, wasn't she? Fulcrum. Yeah, she she worked with the Rebels. Yeah. Like, whoever asked that question did not watch Rebels at all. Because <laughs> so, they, they told you where she was. She was she also died in like a, yeah. a hot minute into the, the after Star Wars when they fought she fought Vader. Yeah. Cause she died for three two seasons of Rebels and Ezra had to go back and get her when he found that crazy time tunnel yeah. thing with and the, went with and saved owls. her. So that's where she was. She was with the, dead with the owls. for like Empire and most of Return. Uh, let's see this, uh, how will Ahsoka help Mando and baby Yoda? Obviously she's going to recognize this, at least the species or, or at least recognize, oh my God, that's Yoda. Right. But it's not, but it's a baby, but it's Yoda. Oh, we don't even know what race Ahsoka is. Right. Yeah, so. and you can't don't forget like Yoda. Yoda said that you know everybody because he's like he's a baby and stuff. He's fifty years old, but Yoda didn't start work, um, start doing you know the whole Jedi thing until he was like what do you say eighty or ninety, something like that. It's more than that, I mean he was like oh. eight hundred in Empire, wasn't he? Nine. Yeah, nine hundred years old in Jedi. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, but I mean I I could have swore maybe it was Rebels, Clone Wars, or somewhere else where he started practicing the art of Jedi or something like that when he was 80. So I guess that's probably like a kid at his right. age, you know? Well, they had the Academy, you know, the younglings. But that's, so he would have yeah. been a youngling in another 30 years, probably. Right. And yeah. And, and realistically, if you look at the time frame there, if it's like, if you're looking at 30 years from where he's at now, then he wouldn't actually start practicing being a Jedi probably till after rise of Skywalker. So. Right. This, so this says in empire strikes back, Yoda says that he'd been training Jedi Knights for 800 years. That means that he would have become a Jedi Master around age 100, which would put him about twice the age of Baby Yoda. So he wouldn't have even been his species equivalent of a teenager. But he would so, be a youngling. Right. He, you know what I mean? At like, because in 80, 90 years old, yeah. So maybe that's what they're doing. They're, they're setting up Baby Yoda to be the next, <laughs> the next generation. And then at the end, he ends up in that time tunnel thing that Ezra <laughs> and Ahsoka ended up in, and he goes back and is oh, now Yoda. And no, it's oh, just bring, the one. They bring back noticed, Ezra. Have you noticed any owls yet? I haven't. I'm I just spoiled now. the end of uh, Great, Mandalorian. Thanks. Sorry. Uh, who ends up wielding <laughs> the Darksaber? Did a good Which guy we'll get it? They'll give it to Bo. Well, the good guys Yeah, Bo Gatan's going to get it. She's going to get it, yeah. Star Wars isn't afraid to let the bad guys win one. Really? You sure? They're winning. They're winning Empire? right now. Empire. 
The second I don't think so. bad trilogy? Second movie in the bad trilogy? Like yeah, but they only won for a minute and a half of by the time you got to the third movie. It wasn't like <laughs> Yeah. Um how will Boba Fett fit in with the other Mandalorians? I don't think he will, actually. No, he's not a Mandalorian. He's a, yeah, he's a bounty hunter. But um, I, I, well, that means we're going to have to get to, back to Tatooine at least. Unless he converted. Times. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, do, you, <laughs> do you think uh, Din Jaren will stick to the Death Watch code? And we, we kind of no. touched on that earlier. I think he's going to end up pulling his helmet at some point. Yeah, I mean, the actor wants it, so it's kind of like where it's going. Right. Uh, okay, here's some. Here's our Easter egg. Another thing that Jack sent me. Jack's real good during the week with this stuff. <laughs> um, uh, we get a Millennium Falcon cockpit shot. It says. Uh, the it was the recreation. The so these are all the uh, the callbacks, not right. to last episode. Right. But to uh, other Star Wars moments. Right. Uh, the Death Star on the Razor Crest display. Saw that, yeah. Okay, that was interesting. Uh, Mon Calamari, obviously, yeah. The Adat Crane, or, or the that yeah, was, I didn't realize cool. that. Yeah, that, that was, was cool, and yeah, it had the same cool. noises as it too. It had the same noise. Yeah. Quarren. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Yeah. The Quarren. Um, Debuting in Return of the Jedi and continuing to appear throughout the movies, TV shows, and beyond, the Quarren share the aquatic characteristics of the Mon Calamari, and the species live together on Mon Cala. Yeah, their, their toys were cool. I remember them. <laughs> uh, the Mamacore and Sarlacc connection. So it was like, yeah, it was like the Sar Sarlacc under the water. Right. Because it, like it did, it, it looked like a mini Sarlacc. Yeah. Um, Bo-Katan, obviously, that and they really, they really got, they nailed it visually. They nailed her, her look perfectly. Oh, uh, yeah, she looks great. Uh, she had a little scar that she has, too, her forehead. Yeah. Uh, a Mandalorian savior? Uh, after swooping in and knocking out the corn thugs, Bo-Katan opens a pool cage and extends her hand at a floundering Mando below, just like when he was a little kid and the oh, yeah, yeah, cellar yeah. doors opened up and somebody reached out and grabbed them. That's pretty neat. Uh, the helmet plot hole, obviously, we, we covered that. Um, the watch. The right. Death watch. Um, retaking Mandalore from the Empire. Uh, that revealed that Empire conquered Mandalore during the event known as the Great Purge. Now, the watch, they were, um, that was the yeah. Darth Maul crew at the end of uh, Clone Wars, right? With the all yeah, it, was red. Gar, it was Gar Saxons. They were, they, were yeah. tour, they were the ones that were like, were the hardcore all, Mandalorians. Yeah. They want to go back to the old ways. Yeah. Uh, Ahsoka, the, the huge name, that was the big name drop. Uh, the Gazanti class cruiser is, uh, it was in the Rebels. It was the, the cruiser that would hold the TIE fighters underneath of it. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's the, that's, the, that's the cruiser that they broke into as it was escaping. Uh, the Stormtrooper aim gag was pretty funny. Oh, that was cool. That's the second one so far this season, right? What? Yeah, uh, Axe Axe was the one that said it, and they couldn't hit the side of a bantha. Yeah. <laughs> um, the imperial design, I, I do like that. The little the little tic tacs on their yeah. shirt looks like the little pills that you take you press out. Um, the comlink, 
the dark saber um, blast them. During one gunfight, a stormtrooper could be heard yelling "blast them" as the invaders emerge. Emerge. Mm. Uh, repeating blasters. We've seen that. Uh, that's all of the cameos and stuff. I mean, obviously, the people you had. Uh, what's his name? Titus Welliver. Right. Was the uh, commander. Um, I'm not. I forget who the other two. Not nobody in particular. No. I, I went through and looked up the, you know, it's one of those, as soon as the show's over, you're like, who directed it? And then who, who were the characters? Yeah. And there wasn't really anything, anybody stand out, right? It was literally just him. I mean, obviously Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, that was it. And uh, the other guy. And <laughs> Sasha. Uh, so here's, I, I, this is, I'm going to keep the little listy thingy with, with the Mandalorian is uh, five quick reasons why the Mandalorian should feature Jedi. And five, why it should steer clear. Uh, let's see. Four, it could broaden Star Wars appeal. Could it? No. Do we need Jedi to do that? No. Um, against, it would take the focus away. I agree with that. This isn't a, a Force-heavy show, which I think is why they don't have the baby using the Force all the time, even though Jack has a problem with that. I do. I mean, the baby got eaten and couldn't use the Force this time. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, four, it could tie in the past, future, and Star Wars past and future Star Wars lore. I think that gets too messy. Uh, and and, and to, against the story could get and, out of hand. And then they have to acknowledge the most recent movies, right? Which you they can get know. away with never having to even mention them if they don't, you know, start pulling in the the Luke stuff and and all that. Uh, four, it could dive into Knights of the Old Republic territory. Huh. Uh, could it? Uh, there's Jedi back then, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know that they're going to go back a thousand years. No. Uh, here's a good reason against. It could cause major plot holes. Star Wars known for that. Yeah, well, Star Wars plot that. holes never. <laughs> uh, four, it could create a Darth Maul connection. We have that with the Darksaber already. We don't need another one, do we? Which no. they did the Darth Maul connection. They could still somehow figure out a way to do George Lucas' sequels that he wanted to do. Well, yeah, but he's dead. So I uh, so did you see that article about how he was dead the first time. He was dead the first time, too. It's true. Well, yeah, but I mean, this is after, <laughs> after yeah. him and Obi-Wan have their final battle. Yeah, uh, Rebels. Here's a, good, here's a good reason against. It could create a Luke Skywalker connection and fail. That would probably be what would happen. <laughs> I co- you know, Filoni and Favreau are pretty good at this. Maybe they could make it work. No, and they never touched Luke. Uh, um, maybe there's a reason for that. Uh, George might not have let them. <laughs> Nobody was allowed to touch Yoda till those two. That's true. Yeah. Uh, number two, four, it could tie the Star Wars uni- universe together if done right. If they use the Force and do it right. But it's already tied. Like, what do you need to... And... Here's one against, and this is probably uh, Jack's going to raise his hands in victory. It could simply <laughs> become boring. Uh, no, I don't know. But I, I just I, don't see the reason to do it on this. Like, let it let it be its own thing. Like, right. it's great we're tying back in, but you're going to have 17 spinoffs from this damn show, it seems like, at this point. So, like, have one of those do it. You don't need to do it on The Mandalorian. No. Right. No, no, no. Um, I, again, overall, I thought it was it was way better than the second episode. 
way better than so far. It's the best episode this season out of out of the three. I'd say it's one of the best of the whole series as a whole. I agree with that. Yep. Um, yeah, I think Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm, I I liked this way better than I did her episode last season. Which one was? Yeah, me too. Magnificent Which... Seven one. I mean, yeah. we got Kara Dune last time. Then we got Jin's love interest. That right. whatever. Right. Um, but I thought this episode was way better than that one. Which is kind of cool to see her developing as a director. Yeah, we yeah. Should, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's going to have a lot to do with that Willow spinoff. Because, That'd be cool. Because I think that, I mean, that makes sense, you know, obviously because of her father. But, like, I thought, exactly, like, I thought this was her, this was such a huge step compared to that first episode she uh, she did. And not that, that she didn't do it. I, I felt that, in my opinion, like, exactly what you said, the car, we got Cara doing all that stuff. I liked the visuals with the, you know, the ATST and stuff like that that they did, but I felt that that was the weakest episode of last season, in my opinion. Um, and this, in this season, it was the strongest, shortest, <laughs> obviously, yeah. but it was definitely the strongest. Yeah, last season that one was definitely just, hey, we're going to tell the Magnificent Seven, and you're going to direct it. Right. Yeah. Well, every everything is Western themed. Yeah, but but what, there's a couple of the big, you know, that's one of the big ones to try and pull from don't yeah. forget he did take his helmet off once already too at the only end of for the a robot. season only for, yeah, a robot, only, for, only for the ig unit right wasn't it yeah oh, that's right kara left kara had left at that point right yeah okay that's kara right. and apollo or whatever his name is apollo <laughs> call him apollo did they announce which episode he directs i don't think so no. carl weathers uh yeah second one he already no. directed i think no, that was Peyton yeah. Reed. Yeah. You oh, said that last week too. Yeah, remember he put the he put the he put the ant that plays the drums in the damn. Uh, That's right. In the episode. Um, I don't know. Well, so we know there's still a Dave Filoni episode. He had to direct five. If he wrote it, I'm sure he let him direct it, right? Yeah, I mean, we have Rick. It, uh, probably, whatever's heavy Ahsoka, I think is going to definitely. We have Rick Fushiyama definitely directed one. Because we have four left, chapter right? 12, Only five left. Chapter yeah. 12 is so it's next episode. Is Carl Weathers? Next episode is Carl Weathers. Okay. Chapter 12. This was chapter 11, right? Did he give you this is interesting because I think he's title? in that one too, is what it, the preview kind of looks like. Yes. Uh, chapter 12. I don't know why you'd want to direct the episode you're in. Chapter 12 should be the episode on Navarro where Mando reunites with Grief and Kara. Grief. Yeah, Grief Karga. Grief Karga is Apollo's name in. Yep. It's... <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so yes. we'll get to hear Mando next episode. Mando. Mando. Yes. Um, Got a job for you. Gina Carano has said that his directions while filming. Oh, wait. Somebody else. Anyway. Here, so fuzzy. Um, she says all sorts of things. We don't need to listen to what Gina. Carano no, says. <laughs> no. We, her and Ray Fisher. Shh, stop. <laughs> uh, Brady said that. Wear a mask uh, either, but Brady agrees with you that uh, Bryce definitely did better with this episode. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what she does too. I, I I like her as a director. She's she's really she hit some really good beats. Like Danny said, with that the, the camera angle when they pulled their helmets off, you could you could feel him. Just get like what? Yeah, just right. like what? He, you know, there's no, like, I mean, maybe they, maybe uh, what, what John Favreau should have done is did is hire her to be on set or or post 
post-production during Lion King so he can figure out why these lines didn't have any kind of facial expressions. That would, you know, because that just that that's the only thing I hate about that movie. I really think that's on you for watching the new Lion King. Yeah, yeah. I, watch <laughs> I watched it again while I was in the hospital. <laughs> oh my god. I was watching Arrow. I like live action movies. I love Beauty and the Beast. I love Aladdin. Nope, nope. Never saw. Should check out Arrow. It's a good show. Oh my god. Don't do it. <laughs> Orphan Black. I'm going to tell you Orphan Black. Did you say Friday Night Lights? No. Oh. I like that too. I thought you did. Sorry, I thought I heard that. <laughs> um all right. So normally at this point of the show we kind of talk about where everybody's going to be in their band gigs coming up. So we're going to Forget that part of the show, because. <laughs> well, hey, so keep your eye on Jack Kid Music um, or Jack Kid Bass on YouTube. I'll probably be doing some holiday streams coming up, so keep like an it. eye out for that. And hey, I'm I'm free if anybody has a, a private event they need somebody to live stream in for. Always <laughs> happy to do that. <laughs> you should live you stream go. in the Danny Survivor Series parties. No, my Survivor Series parties. Bro, I haven't watched. You've watched wrestling more than I have. As long as there's not more than nine people there, he's okay. Right. Does that include family? <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh. Oh, um, you didn't see the thing today? Yeah, no I more did. than ten people at a party. I did. Um, Looks like I have prohibition going on in my house. You. Uh, so you're not singing anytime soon, right? You got your. You got the. Song no, I'm gonna take. Out. I gotta take a few weeks off before I can start doing any of that. But like I said, I have on Black Friday. Uh, we have our Christmas single coming out. Boom. Uh, Never knew the meaning of Christmas. Ha <laughs> ha. But that's all. <laughs> Probably. But that's he's all. He's going to buy was them shoes, is what he's going to do. Right. Uh, Which shoes are we uh, talking about? Hey, if, if, if you have a karaoke party somewhere and you want me to stream in for that, I'm, I'm more than happy to. Oh, you ain't showing up anywhere. I, didn't, I said stream in. I didn't say he'll, show up. He'll probably lay down for a nap before and just, you know. If Ray if Ray calls him, he'll show up. But yeah. if we do, if Ray's wife calls him, he'll show up. Sunday yeah, there you go. Series. If we do something, no, it's not happening. No. Sunday Survivor Series. By the way, uh, real fast before I go, uh, a guy on my hockey team. Uh, we had a, our last game of the season was last week. Um, it was our final playoff game. We got swept by a team that shouldn't have been in our division, but that's another story. Um, a guy on my team got COVID. Oh, I wasn't at that game. Wow, I haven't been to I haven't been to uh, to play hockey uh, for it was like two two and a half weeks, so I missed that. It happened earlier in the season. The guy caught it at work, and I hadn't gone to the game before that before he caught it. And I've I've kind of been dodging bullets here. As uh, as well, look, there's a lot of Arrow to watch, a lot of Destiny to play. You can't waste all that time doing (laughs) physical activities. I've been invited to three (laughs) Destiny parties for xbox while i've been sitting here because i forgot i to shut the tv the xbox oh. off i shut the tv off. i have not been invited i'm gonna to start i'm parties. gonna start miles morales tonight all right there you all go right. but uh you can find uh jack on his youtube page and his yeah. insta face and his all those yep jack kid music jack kid bass face gram and uh yep. danny's gonna be dropping a hot toddy this yep. uh black friday and uh Friday. as as always you can find us uh facebook instagram uh, we're all over the place Dr- download the podcast just go look download the podcast if you don't like the video part download the podcast like it uh and subscribe to it yeah and uh wherever podcasts are sold 
better be sold separately. Yes. But thank you, guys. Thank you, and uh, glad yeah. you're feeling better. Yeah, next week I should be back to normal. Oh, just, yay. A little, just a little red mark on my neck. All right. Well, we'll talk more Mandalorian next week, I'm sure. Hopefully some other news pops out. Maybe we'll get some Wonder Woman news, and uh, we'll talk That's to everybody with the HBO Max. It's probably delayed again. Maybe. All right. Yes. All right, fellas. I will see you guys later. How do I stop this again? Every time. You hit delete. Stop live stream. Bye, everybody. <laughs>